Well, ladies and gentlemen, look who we have here. Deanna, it is a pleasure and honour to have you on the show. How are you today? I'm really well, thank you. Bit cold, it's snowing outside, but, you know, I can't complain. It's a good day. One thing I've noticed with you is you wear the best earrings I've ever seen. Where are you getting them? (laughs) How many do you have? Because each one Uh, is spectacular. I, I think my collection definitely spans to like around 50 pairs although I wear the same like 10 because they're my favorite and most of them I always try and buy uh, from small independent companies Um, I also am very big on buying from indigenous communities Um, so a lot of my earrings are from different indigenous communities across the Americas that's amazing do you have a favorite pair where do these ones rank uh, these were my favorite pair for a long time. They rank a bit lower. Oh no! <laughs> because uh, I went to I went to Colombia um, uh, early um, Christmas last year, and obviously when I was out there, oh, I was just like buying so many new trinkets. <laughs> and there's so many handmade small little places or just women like indigenous communities who just make them on the street and I was just buying everything I could so then this year I've been wearing more more those kind of earrings but I still love these I'm glad you noticed <laughs> <laughs> they're all they're awesome I think you're ranking number one on this show for earrings at the moment okay um so you were born in Colombia right how often do you get to go go down there get back there I haven't been, I mean, I hadn't been for a long time. And then I went back last year um, and it was just magical. I went for three weeks. My plan is to go again a couple times this year to really kind of connect back with the indigenous communities of my country. This is something that's really important to me. And if you follow me on socials, it's something that I'm very proud of, of my Indigenous ancestry, of highlighting our Indigenous communities. So it's something I'm really passionate about. And now uh, I finished filming on the project I'm currently on um, in a few weeks, and I'm hoping to just just book that that flight. It's really hard to navigate schedules because you never oh. know what job is going to come next. <laughs> so I'm like, I want a two week window and I'm just going to head back out there. Well, you took your mum out to a solo girls trip. What was it last year? <laughs> when was it? You did your research. You really <laughs> did your research. Um, I did. I took my mum to Athens. Um, Athens, yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, I wanted I wanted to treat her um, and uh, it was over Mother's Day. Um, Why Athens? Because my mum's also quite... Like she has traveled quite a bit, but she'd never been to Athens and I'd never been to Athens. So I wanted it to be something new for the both of us. And we hadn't done that since I was a teenager. You know, obviously you hit your teenagers and you're you're like, oh, I don't want to go on holiday with my parents. And and then obviously now I'm like, I'm an adult and I I wanted to to give something back to to my mom. Um so yeah, so I took her on a little little trip to Athens. What's the what's on the hit list next? So I'm, I literally yesterday booked a, a, my first Eurostar trip to Paris. I've been to Paris before, but never on the Eurostar. So that's really exciting. So I'm going at the end of February, uh, just for a couple of days. And then um, 
I really want to do Mexico this year. Mm. But I also have a friend who's filming out in Thailand and I'm I'm like, I'm coming to visit you because <laughs> why not? I mean, I've been to Thailand before, but it's like, I've never been to where she's filming. So I'm like, yes, I'm going to go and crash. <laughs> so you've always been a nomad? I think I started like... I started off quite nomadic and then in my mid twenties, I kind of settled in London. And you know, when you're doing this career as an actor, I think when you're first trying to establish yourself, there's this fear of booking a holiday because if you book something else, mm. you're, not, you're not available, right? Or or you'd have to cancel the holiday. And, and it, so there's like, oh no, or what if I don't make, what if I don't book any work next month, then I won't be able to afford a holiday. How can I, you know, and so the first few years of my acting career was very much like, no, 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 I can't, I can't. And any holiday I'd take would be to visit my, my, my parents live in Spain um, for, yeah. So I'd go to Spain to visit them. So 10 years was like very much settled life in London, but luckily the last few years have been thankfully going really well and so now I'm like okay this year this year is the year of just I want to put my stuff in storage and just go to wherever the world takes me how did you go over the pandemic I you you struggled a little bit yeah like a lot yeah. of us did <laughs> I think you know it's interesting because I think I really struggled but I'm so thankful for that break in time because mm. if the world hadn't like stopped I, I i wouldn't have realized i was in the middle of of like quite uh severe mental health issues basically and because i couldn't just ignore what was going on inside with work i had to really face these demons and seek help and have therapy and go into like yeah into recovery so i'm actually very thankful for for that time um that the pandemic gave me because even though it was so it was a really tough time um but if it hadn't happened i could i wouldn't be where i am today i don't think because i think i had to do a lot of um soul searching and um to find like my inner happiness. That sounds very, no, no, but no, it's, no. it's true though. I um, I realized that I was just, I wasn't enjoying acting anymore um, because I, I was just like in the hustle culture and I was just so focused on the business element that I'd lost my passion for it. And once I kind of started going on the journey of healing myself, um, I fell back in love with acting. And actually since then, it's just been progressively, everything's better, but I'm in also in such a better state of mind so that I can actually enjoy everything that's coming my way. So yes, that, that, that's a long answer to that. <laughs> we love long <laughs> answers. Don't worry. What was that journey like for you? If you don't mind sharing. Um, I think realizing I had a problem was uh, the first thing um, that I had to confront, which I think is really hard. I think a lot of us don't realize, you know, whether that's w whichever mental health issue you have, um, 
a lot of people don't don't realize um we live in a society where it's just like go 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 um mm. so first of all it's kind of acknowledging accepting it um and then seeking help um i had uh i i meditation was key yeah. in my in my journey um because uh it was just like taking a breath and listening to what was going on inside of my head basically um having a support group of people who were going through the same thing that was a really big uh factor into kind of knowing i wasn't alone especially at a time during the pandemic when loneliness was at an all-time high because obviously we couldn't see other people see our family our friends um but but having this network this online network of people who were all through what I was going through um that was really um uh, amazing to have and um so yeah it was very gradual the recovery was not linear I had like panic attacks like like often throughout like when I thought I was better and then suddenly I'd be overwhelmed uh like and uh slowly it just got better <laughs> I don't know like just progressively doing the steps that I was given to come back to myself journaling all of these kind of things was this in when you were in Sweden before or after because I know you shot it before. before so okay so I I was never familiar with the concept of I mean it's such a simple concept being present like I was never here being present like Me I'm too. talking to yeah right but mm. for a long time I was physically in a space but my head was in the past in the future what if how comes I didn't oh um and so during my recovery it was just learning how to be present and like oh I'm here and when I filmed this project the, the Sweden project was the first thing I filmed um post pandemic actually it was still during the pandemic because actually well, they Sweden, don't have it do they they didn't have <laughs> no they didn't have it that must so have been weird yeah it was so bizarre. bizarre I yeah. got there and there was like, I had my mask on and they were like, no, you don't need a mask. And I was like, what? And like the hotel that I stayed in was a spa hotel where, so it was like they had, it was um, like, it was next to a, not a lake. They well, like a retreat. Rainforest. It was like a retreat. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we were filming in the middle of the forest. Right. Ah. So it, So the whole crew were there. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, everyone was there and it had all these different saunas with plunge pools and like, <laughs> it was just, I was like, I've just come from not seeing anyone to then suddenly there is, I'm I'm in a sauna with other people. I was like, yeah. I, I didn't know quite how to, but they all seemed fine with it. And I was like, well, okay, sure. Uh, uh, okay. But it was a beautiful project because um, this was called uh, the project was called the Emigrants, and the director was um, incredible. Because uh, when we were in the forest, he was like, the direction was, Diana, I don't want you to do anything. I just want you to just be present, breathe, and just look at her. And after like a year of doing this learning of being present, it was the most beautiful gift to have that reminded like uh that reminder from this really amazing director eric pop uh, uh who um just told me to be present whilst we were filming and that was all he wanted of me amazing 
I loved your little series that you did on on your heritage. What made you do that on your Instagram? Yes. So I did a mini four part mini series for Latin American Heritage Month, uh, looking into our indigenous ancestors. And I really wanted to highlight this because often I don't I don't think as Latin Americans, we even acknowledge our indigenous ancestry and what part that plays in us being Latin Americans. Like we're just like, oh, yes, I'm Latino. Like and it's like this cool thing um th this mm. cultural identity that a lot of us kind of really hold on to but what does that really mean and within my own um country and in latin america as as a whole to be indigenous is something that's looked down upon um so i wanted to do a mini series which really highlighted how incredible uh, our ancestors were and that felt important to do it during Latin American Heritage Month because I wanted to link the fact that we are we come from this culture of in, of of incredible indigenous communities who've achieved these in, just amazing things like really sophisticated um, technology that they had, which a lot of us don't even know about. Mm. Um, many many of my peers just don't really have any knowledge of our history of colonization and just have these ingrained belief, beliefs um, to look down upon indigenous communities because that's what we're taught. It's just within the culture subtly, you mm. know, um, like one of the things that I grew up with hearing was like, oh, don't be so Indian, like as in referring to indigenous people, like don't be so Indian um, because that was seen as, oh, you're dumb and you're stupid and you're less than. Mm. Um, so these little things are very much a part of our culture. And I wanted to just remind people, actually, no, that's not the reality because our true history has been whitewashed and by a large part erased. Um, and it was so hard to find all, all the facts and stuff because it's not in the mainstream. Um, so it was important for me to do these, this mini series. And I think a lot of people found it valuable, uh, but, but I just wanted to share that, that pride. Is there any other projects you've been a part of or that you know of that, that showcase it effortlessly, that showcase that if people want to learn more or that you think they did a great job? Oh gosh, off the top of my head. <laughs> there are, but I think most of them are in the making. Um I say that because I'm I'm a part of some 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 uh documentaries or some projects that we are like we want to do it from I guess the ground up, as opposed to a lot of documentaries like look in like voyeuristically yes. Um, yes. and and a lot of it's for the western world and I think a lot of the teaching has to be for our own community so that we can start growing um I, I can't I can't recommend any off the top of my that's head all right. no, that's all right. but they're out there and most <laughs> of them are actually done by NGOs for example who are actually working with the communities uh in Latin America what's that call like when they say you're going to be in a major Disney IP, Moon Knight, you're in. What's that feeling like? Um, it's like, what? <laughs> 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 uh. 
Does it feel yeah. real? No, I was yeah. just like, I, I, yeah. I probably made a really squeaky, like, <laughs> noise. <laughs> like, that's, that's how I react. And that's normally, if, like, if I, whenever I book a job, that's the noise I make. A any job, but especially, like, a, a job I really want. And with that one, do you know what was insane was that I, I, I submitted the audition, I think it was on Tuesday at midday. And by Thursday, I'd booked it. What? That's unheard of. That's <laughs> absolutely know. crazy. I was like, and I was like, is this real? And the other hilarious thing wow. is for the Moon Moonlight audition, obviously it was like untitled secret Marvel. Da -da -da. Yeah. And and the sides I got were not the real sides. Um, but when I got the audition breakdown, it said 60-year-old Egyptian music teacher. And I just thought, well. What do you I do know, with I, that? I know. I was like, I can play a little bit older, but I don't think I can pass for a 60-year-old. Um, and Obviously, like I knew the casting director knew me. I'd been cast uh, in a in a film beforehand um, by them, so I was like, they they know who I am. Um, so I just I just did it. I was like, well, they know what they're looking for. What did so, you do in the audition? Can can I ask? What did did yeah, you feel so like it was a good audition? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I really liked it, but I in a way I was like. I, I don't think I'm going to get this. They're looking for a 60-year-old mu music teacher. I <laughs> what? I I can't even play any instrument instruments. I just found it really odd. So I was in the audition I had to like strum strum a guitar and and wow. like hum some music and then like then there was a scene and I kind of had to be like nice because I was like a teacher and I was kind of like talking about this young child who was a singer, like nothing to do with Moon Knight. If you've seen Moon Knight, it's like. So why did they do that? Did you ever find out what the process is there? Well, yeah, obviously they wanted to get a sense of the energy I had because. Yeah, right. The, the script is so tightly guarded. I mm. didn't actually know what I was playing, like the scene until I was in my hotel room in Budapest and I finally got this seat, this private link that led me to another app that made me <laughs> download to then. And I, even then I only saw the uh, scenes. I, so I couldn't make uh, sense. Like, yeah. It's like, I don't even know how, where, what. Um, it, it was yeah. so confusing. But obviously in the audition, the whole sense was that I was this strong but loving person that I really cared for uh, you know the, um, this young girl I was talking about I really cared for her and essentially that energy was exactly what I ended up using for um, Yatsil who I play in um, in Moon Knight because she's she's the human avatar of the goddess of love so and it's the goddess of love and music and motherhood and all of this and so it, it was basically they were just looking for that energy and that's flattering that you were cast for that, don't you think? Yes, I loved it. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, that's amazing. And in all honesty, it was it, it was so it was so easy to kind of play once I was there in the space because mm. wow, what a set. Like spectacular. Like, yeah. My jaw uh, my jaw dropped, especially because when I was reading the scenes, it said like like a chamber, a cave chamber inside the pyramid. I imagined like 
some some rocks in <laughs> like, <laughs> like literally I was like oh we're just gonna be in a sandy room with rocks yeah. like that's how I pictured it um and then when they took us to set um um when we so we had a meeting with the director who explained what was happening because we needed some context <laughs> and we got we got shown this is when I say we I'm saying the group of avatars um yeah we got shown into the the chamber of gods and I, I, I think all of us just went like, because it was yeah. so enormous and so beautifully like done and the fires and, oh my gosh, it was just spectacular. It was enormous as well. Are you, where, like, are, where are you shooting that in a soundstage or what is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yes, it was inside a soundstage. Um, I thought it was going to be predominantly green screen, but I was really pleasantly surprised that a large part of it it was mainly just the the top half that was yeah, uh, yeah. screen but everything else was there so yeah how do you it, not it let was... that intimidate you or do you use that as fuel to the fire yeah well that's it because i think the more you have available to you the less you really have to do because you're not mm. imagining it so you know when i'm stepping out and i'm in this amazing dress like and which which like flows behind me and I'm stepping on sand and I can hear the sand and I look and yeah. it's like I see the fires and like all the other avatars and their gods like the statues of their god there's no I don't have to do any extra work oh. at all you know and it so and then obviously Oscar Isaac who's just phenomenal uh, you know <laughs> like it was just easy it was literally like, just be. What surprised you about working with him? Um, oh, how charismatic he is. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, I always thought he was an incredible actor. You know, I followed his career, especially with him being um, from Guatemala and being a, a fellow Latin American. I was always really impressed with his body of work. I, you, you know, like, I feel like when you meet a certain caliber of actor and just their experience and their uh confidence in their craft it just like oozes the energy oozes off them and i just remember thinking wow like i was so mesmerized by his performance i i didn't have to i didn't have to act i just watched i guess that wasn't surprising but it was just it was so impactful um and how much i was able to learn off of that experience of, of watching someone who was just so, so 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 good at what they do is there one thing you'll take away from that experience that you'll use for the rest of your career you think um i take away something from every project i work mm. on i don't think that as actors we ever stop learning um this is my belief like I, i'm forever evolving as a human which means i'm forever evolving as an actor because my perception of the world shifts and changes um i mean gosh i, I don't remember what i learned <laughs> <laughs> but it's infused into me i think yeah, yeah it's all right i think just just that the presence and the eye contact for for that kind of like it, it was so invaluable to the to eye contact someone. yeah like as in how important it is i don't know 
for my cat at that that character sorry that character you know she was just so like an open book and inquisitive and performing mm. opposite someone who was guarded and I think it was just like I was I just remember at the time I was just constantly trying to follow his his eyes and when I saw my performance back I was like oh you can see like there's like that kind of um there was just something in that interaction. And I think, I think it worked. So oh, for me, yeah. that was like, like, Ooh, yes, I like that. What did you think watching it for the first time? Um, I think the first time I watched it, I kind of <laughs> didn't see because <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, I'm in a Marvel show. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was really, oh. I was really happy, uh, Oh, you should I be. was just really happy. <laughs> no, it's a really good show. It's very well. Everyone seems to really like it from what I've heard. Mm. My friends and critics. It seems to be a pretty well rounded show. Yeah, I mean it it was one of the it was one of Marvel's most like Emmy nominated shows. It was and and the performances generally from the lead cast were were awesome. So and it was also a bit bonkers. I mean, it was very... <laughs> it was out there, yeah. <laughs> it was very out there, <laughs> um, yeah. which I had no idea because I only knew what I knew from my bits. And when I went to the premiere and I saw the first two episodes, I was like, what? <laughs> What's a Marvel what? premiere like, by the way? Oh, amazing. <laughs> full on? Nerve-wracking? full on. Um, it, I, I was really, yes, I was really nervous, but it was like, I, I had a chaperone who like took me to all the like spots, yeah. the pap paparazzi spots and photography and stuff. And like, so I was looked after. So then that was really lovely, but it was cool. We had like the, the candy stand and everything. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so funny because you're all there dressed in like incredible dresses. Everyone looks phenomenal. But really, it's you're going to the cinema. <laughs> so, yeah. so then I'm there in this beautiful dress, and I'm like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> You don't think about that. I don't think, about, yeah, you're so right. Yeah, like when I go to the like, it's, I, like I'll go to the cinema in my in my area, and I literally just put my trackies, yeah. like, with my hoodie, yeah. and I'm just. Yep. And I just plonk myself there. But it's the same thing, just in a very fancy dress and high heels. <laughs> so what's that like doing that versus a game like Baldur's Gate 3 where you you go from the living and breathing world around you to make it up in your head, basically? Yeah. What's that like? <laughs> it's really make it up in your head. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, you get direction from the directors and everything, but you're still, you're yeah, imagining yeah. it in your mind, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's nothing, there is literally nothing there other than the lines on the screen and you're in a room. Um, well, I will say I'm I'm thankful because I've done quite a bit of, of mocap in the last couple of years, so it wasn't, Yeah. I'd actually, I actually had come off a, another big stint of six months of doing mocap in at Centroid, which is like the big mocap studios. And it's like a massive studio. Um, so like I, I was fresh off of like using my imagination to just put everything, like create this world around me. Um, and so then I come into Baldur's Gate and it was just hilarious because 
I didn't know what I'd been cast in. I had no idea. Like, and this is the thing when you're, when you're just working constantly, you just rock up and you're like, cool, I'm in this project. And I don't know what I've been booked for. Um, and on top of that, most of the time with video games, everything's got a project name, obviously like a code name. Like there's been projects that I've been recording for like four months and I still don't like I still don't know what I'm recording on like they they keep things like really secretive I was, it's like a marvel project um yeah so yeah. I I and obviously like I mean the world of Baldur's Gate is huge so these directors are working with so many actors and um and they don't know if like like how much I know or how much I remember I'm also recording about like four projects at the same time uh, <laughs> so it is a lot of imagination and and like the directors are really good at putting you in the moment again and reminding you where you are but the key thing with this dream visitor guardian character for Baldur's Gate it was just like coming back to the voice and like where her energy lay and um obviously I was aware that they could only see me in a dream world. Um, so I, I don't, like I wasn't ever like in these, like I didn't have to concern myself too much with the surroundings because in my mind, I'm like, oh, it's a dream world. So I created like a bubble that we were in. Um, but yes, it, it does take a lot of imagination. <laughs> Do they tell you that the player is going to be able to create the look of your character and everyone's going to have basically a different look? Do they tell you that from the start? Yes, they, so I don't think I knew that from the, the very start um, because I was like, can I see what, like, can, so I can kind of help hmm. create her voice. Um, and they were like, oh, well, this is kind of like the the base, but they could literally make her into anything uh, and including a him, right? Or yeah. uh, they, <laughs> you know, they like whatever they want. Um, so that was interesting but what was the most the most interesting part i don't know if you've inter if you've interviewed ethan reed who plays the... i am i am this week yeah oh well then he can he can tell you this but because he was recording the the male voices lines to begin with and the way that we had to do it was that i had to match so i'd listen to his oh, performance and i okay. had to match the, the timing same yeah that's tough and listen that is That's a really skill. tough. Mm. That is really tough, especially because I wanted to perform her differently. Mm. And what's even tougher <laughs> is that Ethan, I've never met him, but I've heard because they all said he's like six foot four or something. <laughs> he's he's enormous. So sometimes he'd say things and I was like, how can I physically say that? in one breath how has he done that like because obviously his lungs are probably enormous compared to mine um I'm, I'm only five foot six and I was just like I mean he's nearly a whole foot taller than me um his lung capacity is so much more than mine and some things I literally had to say them so fast and I was like oh my god but but in his voice it sounded like he was just talking really slowly yeah. but I was saying them so fast to be able to fit them in the same time and with the same breath like I had to take a huge breath and try not to run out of, of air wow uh, and perform at the same time That's fascinating. yeah so it was quite I and mean, I was the only character that they had to do that with so I remember like at the <laughs> beginning it would take me ages just to do 10 lines 
Um, but then uh, Tatsu, who's one of the sound engineers, he came up with the system and he was like, right, I'm ready. I've, I've programmed everything for you. So you just go in like because it would it would it was a really long process and it was such a specific process. But thankfully, only we swapped halfway through because they were like, we're going to give Deanna a chance to like do her own performance. Um, oh, so you did. Then, awesome. So I was going to say. So like, yeah. about halfway through. Yeah. Around halfway through, they they let us swap. And so then Ethan had to then try and fit his stuff into mine, which I'm intrigued to see how he found I'll it. I'll ask him. I mean, yeah. we made it work. Um, but, um, and, it, and it was fun. It was a different kind of challenge, you know, how do you perform this character, like how, how I've created her, but within like this time limit or, or sometimes it would be like, wow, he took a really long breath there. How, how do I how do I make that work for me and um yeah, yeah. so did you though. did you find yourself changing it up when you got that bit more freedom or were you still you know well by that point you know we I'd been recording for like a few months uh, uh on and off and like I felt like the character was was there so it was just easier it was just it just gave me a bit more freedom to to not have to you know hit a certain time um yeah. but, but she was there by that point so do they give you direction on where the story's going and what the the reveal because i love that reveal scene um i don't oh. know if you remember recording that of the of what as in when when they when she when the guardian becomes the <laughs> is revealed that is yes. actually the player yes um yeah um i only learned that <laughs> Like after the game came out, don't say that. No, 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 no. I only learned, I learned that like in month like two or three or something. Like, and I remember going, oh, but it, it didn't really like I I knew that they were a mind player, but also for someone who's not a gamer, this world is in. It's just it's just so big and so everywhere. So every time I'd have a director try and explain where we were, I was like, what on earth <laughs> is happening here? And I didn't know what, what that, like, I didn't, I, I didn't really know where my character was going other than I wow. knew I had to play her sincerely. And the main thing was like, I had this, I, I, I was doing everything for the greater good. So yes, so on, it I was had, grounded in honesty, is what you said. Yes, it was grounded in honesty, um, and it was like there was this again maternal energy was the kind of core foundation of my version of the guardian because I think there was a version where she was more sexual and more romantic and like a bit sexy, but they were like, no, we don't want that. We want her to be coming from this place of like. I gen genuinely want to look after this person and guide them. And like, so yes, it was like this sincerity um, to the character. Um, and, and that was the main thing. So yes, there was the reveal, but they didn't ever want any notion of that during. No. Yeah. Because obviously then that would elude, you know, if it alluded to like, oh, maybe I'm being manipulated, then it wouldn't have been such a good reveal. <laughs> But it's funny you say that because I was torn playing through whether I trusted you or not. Um, so I guess you did your job. Yeah. 
<laughs> yes, torn. Torn is a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Did you? There was a romance scene, right? There is one romance scene. I think that there there is a p- possible romance. Like I think with Baldur's Gate, right? You can go in any direction. <laughs> right? There's so many. I yeah. remember kind of. Wait, which version and which path are we doing this time? Because there was oh. just so many different paths you could go down. So there, there, there was a romance, but but it, I don't think it was like as like romantic as like some of the other potential romances in the game, right? Wasn't as full on now. Yeah, it wasn't as full on. <laughs> so how many mocap have you done? You've done Horizon. Did was yeah. Atomic Heart mocap? No, no, that was just voice. Okay. That was just voice. No, that was voice. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was voice. Um, I think I've done three full body mocaps, but I've done a lot of performance capture. So like where yeah. they put like on your face and the camera. Um, so I've done quite a lot of that. The other mocap one is still top secret and I can't talk about it. <laughs> we'll have you back. If you're free, if you're free, come back, please. So your first um, game was total... Warhammer? Yeah. Wow. Not that, a bad way yeah. to kick it off. No, I lost my voice for a day after that one. <laughs> Did you? A lot of efforts? The game. Yeah, I played like a, a death hag and I just remember death kind hag. of death <laughs> hag. That is like a brilliant first role wow. in a video. <laughs> What's that voice? Is there a different voice for that? I, I think she... She was, I mean, this was a while ago, but I remember her being down here and everything was like this. Oh, it was kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and she was in battle mode like half the time. You can't do this. No! Like everything was like that. Yes. Very Did you go theatrical. into their head office for that or not? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I went yeah. all the way to out of London. <laughs> They're in the middle of nowhere. This Don't they have all this like statues and stuff it's like a massive base of operations yeah i i i i mean it was such a while ago but i just remember it It was a whole train out of london and a walk and there was like a river or like a a, a, like a stream and i had to cross a bridge and i was like (laughs) you had to take a boat in (laughs) (laughs) basically shit that's fantastic (laughs) So have you got the bug for game the gaming world? You want to do I, more? Oh, yeah. I absolutely love voicing games. It's I think it's one of my favorite things. Um, even like it's so weird because I'm filming on a project right now and I've been filming for the last few months. And I was talking to one of my friends and I was like, I really miss video games. I really <laughs> want to do another one. Because I there is so much freedom. I think um, so in the in the film and TV world, obviously, I you get cast for like what you fit and what you're right for. And, you know, I fit into like a very specific <laughs> frame uh, or, you know, yeah. what, what they will cast me in. But in the video game world, I mean, just anything. this character, like, as you know, I've seen some people like had had my character with the horns and all of this. And like, I mean, she's. That was probably uh, me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in my first playthrough, you were an orc. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Exactly. I, I was 
like, I mean, um, I, I, I've played just random, like half human, half robot. I've done like st stuff where like I play half raven bird thing, like or a, a, a robot thing that transforms into a bird. Like I just can play anything. And I can play different ages and different things. And um, it's just so much fun. Uh, I, I genuinely love it. Um, and the worlds are so just out there sometimes, you know, um, which is always so fascinating when I first start working on a game and I start learning about the world and I'm just like, okay, whoa, oh, wow. Like, this is just anything is possible in a video game. And I think that's what's so cool um, and why I enjoy I enjoy voicing them so much. Besides what you just said then, is there anything else that film and TV doesn't have that games do? I think that maybe like... Is there less egos? <laughs> oh, in terms of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's definitely less egos and you're, you're, you're by yourself a lot. I mean, that's the only kind of. Yes. yes, yes, yes. And yet con like, because you're often just performing with a screen or, or a voice, which obviously in film, the beauty is that, you know, you have someone there. Like what I was saying about the eye contact is like, I think, you know, what, what's, Going back to that, I think because I did during the pandemic was when I really started like working nonstop in in video games and not having someone there. And then suddenly I'm on 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 Moon Knight where I'm just like there. And it was like the eye contact was like, oh, yes, remember this, because that's what it is about being present and in the space with someone and looking at someone in the eye versus when you're in a booth, you're you're having to imagine that and how do you connect with someone just with your voice versus like I can connect with you with my eyes like on on screen but I, I have to find different ways of connecting um just using my voice um I think imagine the video game world makes your imagination just grow so much more I I I'm really thankful for that because it's helped me massively when I have to do any kind of green screen I'm able to just imagine straight away because I'm used to that world now that I've been working in video games for for, for some time now. So any of the video yeah. games you worked on, you had a partner or they've all been by yourself? Um, there is one coming up. Where so that's the only one, to... really? <laughs> that's interesting. Um, yeah. 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 Um, no, I've never been in the booth with someone else um, recording a video game. And I've never done mo uh, like other than this other project. Um, even like, yeah, it's always you're by yourself. So, mm. how many gaming projects do we do you need under your belt before you give it a crack and play one of them? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do we have gosh, to get you to fifty rolls before you? <laughs> you no, know it's not even. I I know that if I got into games, you'd just lose me like to the world <laughs> because when I was younger, I, I would, I would like, I think I, one of my ex-boyfriends had like an Xbox and I remember I wasn't interested in playing. And then I got in, I was 19. One day I was just like, Oh, let me just, I would like to, I would like to do this racing game. And I woke up at like seven in the morning and 
he got back at around eight and I was like, oh, I'm ready to play against you now. <laughs> and I'd spent the whole day trying to like get good at this racing game so that when he came, I finally beat him. And I was like, there you go. Okay, my work here is done. And I feel like, oh, and it was the same with The Sims. I would stay up until like four, five in the morning where I'd have to like The be Sims was pretty addicting. I mean, building. That was so, yeah. yeah. So I, if I was able, and this was in my teenage, like late teens, early twenties, like I would be so hooked on these games where I'd have to be up at seven to go to like college or something um, or university. And I'd still be up at four playing Sims. So I know that if I got into the whole bit, like, I think it's safer for me <laughs> if I just stick. <laughs> Otherwise I won't get any work done. And I have a lot of work to do. <laughs> I know you love dancing, right? Salsa. Is that yeah. something you do outside of work or is it just kind of like whenever it calls for it? Well, the thing is, I as a Colombian, you grow up <laughs> with salsa like yeah. in your lunch. So it's like some mornings I just have salsa on as I'm cooking breakfast and I'm dancing. Like it's just, it's in, it's in me. It's like, if there's an <laughs> event, fantastic. if there's a party, then I go and I dance. But like, yeah, me and my friends, we go out salsa, salsa dancing, like every, every so often, like, it's just like, it's a thing yeah. we have to do. You hear the music and you're just like, Oh yeah, I really want to dance. Um, so what else are you doing when you're not um, at work? I know you're a foodie. Yeah. <laughs> I cook a lot. Oh, you cook a lot. Yeah. What are we what are we cooking? Well, at the moment, I <laughs> um I like to use the oven a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm I'm currently living in Serbia and um, You're living in Serbia? Yeah, oh yeah, because I'm this is where I'm filming at the moment on this project that I'm filming on. Um, wow. yes. So I've been out here, um, for a few months now and, um, I opted not to stay in the hotel because I was like, I can't do hotel food for four and a half months. No way. Even though some of the actors prefer that because obviously, you know, everything's taken care of, but no, and that is not me. So like, I like to do something like a roast chicken, a roast salmon. And then I just do all these different vegetables in different ways. And like, I do different sauces and. Oh, yeah. I love salmon. Like, oh yeah. No, Any that's, fish. that's me. Yeah. Well, you and gotta... pizza. Oh, pizza. <laughs> Sorry, I have a disclaimer. I must eat pizza once a week. Pineapple on pizza, <laughs> yes or no? Not anymore. I oh. lived in Italy. I lived in Italy for a year and a half. I agree, and... by the way. I agree. <laughs> yeah, I, I used it. to like it. I used to like it. Um, but once you live in Italy and they the the way that they kind of go when you say Do they? Pineapple, oh my gosh, it's like the disdain for it. Oh it's wow, like, I didn't know that. That's, that's not real pizza. <laughs> um, so then, you know, and to be fair, like now I appreciate like a good like um, melanzane on a like, blah, aubergine on a pizza, like an aubergine pizza, like I like that kind of thing. Like, I'm, mm, yeah, those kind of things. Yeah, I'll We're go. We're probably going to get roasted in the comments for this. Guys, please. Because <laughs> everyone, I know everyone's going to say pineapple on pizza is great. My girlfriend loves it. I, uh, listen, I agree. 
I I agree, but not anymore. Not if you want to have a true, authentic pizza. <laughs> Are you homesick, by the way? I'm. I would be so homesick after four months. I don't know how long you've been there at the moment, but uh, well. It's been on and off um, uh, for four and a half months will be total. Um, but like, you know, I've, I was just home like a week and a half ago, like over the Christmas period. Um, I've got another few weeks and then I'm back home. Um, I We had a break. I was home for another month between. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's not too bad. bad. Um, and I think I was ready like for this nomadic lifestyle. So and I have my own lovely apartment. Like they put me up in such a nice apartment. So I, I'm like, how can I be sad here? Like you know, I do miss home, obviously, but um, yeah, it's nature of the beast. Yeah. Hey, thanks for giving up some time today. We really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for listening. I can talk anyone zero. <laughs> Um, is there anything you want to say to the fans of Baldur's Gate 3 or of Moon Knight or any other projects that you've been a part of? Oh, no. I just hope – I'm just. i glad everyone's enjoyed them because I think that's why we do our work. It's We want the audience to enjoy, enjoy the product and enjoy our work. So thank you for playing. Thank you for watching. Keep enjoying all the good work to come. Awesome. And before I let you go, can the dream visitor – Say something to Dan. Oh, God. <laughs> You're really under pressure here. No, anything um, you want. Wait, anything wait. you want. Um, well, she she speaks she speaks down here. I have to find her voice. She's like here. So thank you, Dan, for listening to me today and for having this conversation. Man, I just tripped out. That is so weird. After hearing that voice for so long and then, man, that was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, thank you for that. She's in there somewhere, but you know, as you can tell, my normal voice is way more excitable and like, hee. <laughs> oh, you're right. It, it's it's such a reassuring kind of calm tone that you bring to that. Yeah. Motherly, isn't it? I mean, yeah. let's see. She's down here somewhere. <laughs> I'm saying down here. <laughs> my diaphragm. And right. we can follow you on Insta and yeah, no, Twitter. Yeah. I mean, I don't use Twitter, <laughs> but right. I'm on Instagram yep. at Deanna Bermudez. Beautiful. Thank you so much for the time. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. <laughs>